first of all, let me just say that I never in my wildest dreams, man, thought that I would get tired of hearing the fucking word Corona, yo. Now, I am a beer drinker. I'm a beer drinker, but you know, that's, I drink Coronas when I, when I want to get fancy, you know, when I want to, you know, maybe put my pinky out while I'm sipping it with a lime inside of it or something like that. You know, it, it is the best tasting beer, but this shit, this shit that, ch listen, man, this is in no reference to beer with what is going on with just that one word. That one word has caused so much panic within the last week or so. Listen, man, first of all, let me apologize to the to the Tudor reviewers, the supporters, the listeners. I feel like I took two weeks off from this podcast and maybe it was just one week. I think the last the last episode I did was it was a trailer reaction and thoughts to uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise trailer. And I felt like that was kind of a filler episode. I feel like that wasn't fair to people that actually tune in because I just took like the, the rest of the entire week off when normally I'll just bang out. You know, maybe uh, one episode or two episodes the next day, maybe three if I'm feeling froggy enough. But I really haven't recorded shit, man. And I feel like I, I, I've been, you know, doing a disservice to myself, man, uh, to, to myself and to the listeners out there. So first and foremost, my apologies. Y'all got my my sincerest apologies. This is for the people that actually do tune in and like enjoy listening to me talk my talk. But Man, when I say last week, this is aside from the whole coronavirus pandemic, epidemic, whatever the hell they're calling this thing. These are things that happened, you know, outside of that, you know, some some family issues, some personal shit I won't get into. But everybody can relate, man. Every, you know, every adult can relate when shit happens and, you know, plans uh, go astray and stuff like that. But I'm back, people. I'm back. And I, you know. Under the circumstances, I, I I could be happier. I mean, I'm happy, but content-wise, it's like I felt as though this was a fitting topic. It really is, man, because this coronavirus, people, I'm telling y'all, man, while I'm not really buying into the hype, I didn't buy into the hype even when I was, um, you know, I, I went to, I ran some crazy errands last week, and there's like shelves that are completely empty. It's like a fucking fire sale they're having from Live Free or Die Hard in this joint. But, you know, the city's on, shit is on lockdown. They're, they're, first of all, before I jump into this, let me say now, I, I'm not buying into the hype, man. I'm not one for hysterics and, uh, you, you know, panic and pandemonium, that type of shit, because I look at it like there's other shit going on right now in the world that is you know, and I'm not going to say what's real and what's not, but I'm just going to say that there are certain, you know, uh, levels and layers to the shit that is that's really going on in the world. And it took for something like this for everybody to, you know, start panicking and get a new mindset. And I, I don't know, maybe everybody needs some sort of wake up call this day and age. I, I don't know. But, you know, they they have been delaying movies and me as a movie buff. I don't know if this comes off as selfish or not. Um Hopefully it doesn't. And let this be also my disclaimer, because, I, you know, there are this this day and age. This what's going on right now, people, is um, not only is it putting people in a panic, but it's also, you know, revealing a lot of people. And 
I'm not going to like put a certain group of people uh, out there in particular, but I'm just saying like you get to see how certain people feel about certain things when shit hits the fan. You know, a lot of people get to reveal themselves. So this is this is for the easily offended out there. And, you know, hopefully I don't lose any supporters or listeners because of this. I'm just trying to make light of it and under the fucked up circumstances so this is a disclaimer man i'm going to speak my mind on this about the 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 mass hysteria and the pandemic epidemic whatever the hell they're calling it but i'm gonna say i'm kind of going to selfishly say this is that i got pissed off when they started you know uh, i was cool no time to die they delayed that they delayed a quiet place too i was like well hold up fast nine got pushed back a year a year after we had to wait a year at, with Hobbs and Shaw, you know, the, 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 the NBA March Madness is, uh, suspended indefinitely. Disneyland's fucking, uh, closed down. Flights from Europe to USA. You know what I mean? Like people, I'm telling y'all this shit is insane, man. So I'm like, I have to. I have to, you know, um, make light of the situation. The only way I know how nowadays is with this outlet and for me to, you know, express how I'm feeling in podcast form. But of course, I'm going to be referring to movies this time around. Oh, did I mention that the schools and shit are, you know, schools are closing and, they're, you know, they're talking about martial law and all that. Listen, y'all, it is. <sighs> but enough about that. Let's get to. Let's get to um, some moment. Also, did I mention that the new mutants, Mulan and Antlers, have been pushed back? Also, have been delayed. Yeah, man. Yeah, shit's real. But um, <laughs> um, I just I really wanted to just take the time out with this episode to just talk about when you know, definitely in cases like this, um, most certainly in cases like this, when art imitates life, imitating art, if that makes any sense. Um, and I'm basically going to be talking about, you know, hysterics and horror, you know, uh, the, the, the pandemic epidemic movies, the viral outbreak movies, the movies where we've realized, you know, is, is it the threat that's going to be our demise or is it us as, as a people that's going to be our demise? And, you know, I'll, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit. I'll talk about the, you know, just the viral outbreaks that either make people go crazy, it gets people sick, turn people into zombies and talk about it all. Not, um, not too many movies. I I think I you know uh did a little bullet you know did bullet notes on um just enough movies enough movies that people are super familiar with. Of course, um, what triggered me to want to do this episode was the fact that I had recently watched The Crazies. Now I don't remember what year this movie came out. I'm talking about the original with George A. Romero, um, the one he directed. I um. I want to say it was 1973 when it came out, but I realized I had never seen a movie before. And I'm like, what a better time than right now to check out the crazies and see what it was hitting for. But I didn't finish it. It's not that it was, um, you know, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I wasn't interested in it, but it was, it gave me, I was telling somebody, it gave me a lot of that Dawn of the Dead shit, um, where there's a lot of people talking over each other and it gets kind of overwhelming at some point, but basically the, I mean, the plot stays the same for the original and the 2009 remake you know is i mean in the remake it was it was a waterbound threat you had a lot of military and government uh containment quarantine type of situations you had the you know the infected were to be eliminated they had to scan people's uh you know retinas to make sure they were uh you know safe to pass through and you know the people they didn't turn into zombies but they they did get infected and they you know they just became 
crazy. They would murder each other, you know, but they, I don't know. It was something about them that was still human per se, but for the most part, shit got so real in this movie, the remake in particular, where, you know, the final solution was basically let's nuke the town. Let's get rid of the problem. Excuse me. Let's get rid of the problem. And, you know, let's just clean up the mess afterwards. And whether we cover it up or not, we have to take care of this right away. And that's not too, it's really not too far from some shit that could really happen because you got to think about it. If something like this happens and in, in, in these cases, I believe like even if this coronavirus shit is very much 100% not a hoax, if it's not a hoax, there is no doubt in my mind that some type of, you know, like what do they call it? Contingency plan will be in effect. You know, there has to be some type of cover up slash cleanup, you know, just uh, just so, you know, the, the suits and the people in charge can wipe their asses clean, um, which is probably going to be. A big problem nowadays because people are running out of toilet paper as well as hand sanitizer and shit like that. Now, uh, what I really should have started with was, you know, the George A. Romero uh, quadrilogy, which also taps into, um, you know, some hysterics and stuff like that. They all had different themes, in my opinion. You know, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead. I had almost forgot to mention Land of the Dead, but the theme is very much uh ahead of his time is very much modern now i look at night of living dead you know it was um the locals you know the society um where there's this this crazy zombie epidemic happen happening and we as people you know the the people inside that that we're surrounding ourselves uh near are the threat as opposed to the actual threat that's outside which are the zombies like the fucking cannibals that are going to bite people's insides out and stuff like that but it's like we can't even coexist with each other long enough to you know without the mass hysteria and all that stuff like that we can't coexist amongst each other long enough to to survive these things and one of the other things that played a big part in night of living dead the original was space fuck-ups you know space and science fuck-ups man and this is one of the things that, uh, you know, with this whole with this whole coronavirus shit, it's like, listen, if this is indeed not a hoax, we know y'all not going to tell the truth. But it's like, listen, just tell the truth and say y'all fucked up in the lab somewhere. Y'all fucked up in the lab somewhere. It's like, listen, we can't get a handle on this shit, man. We're sorry. We, you know, we'll we'll take care of the problem as quick as we can. But it's like, of course, they're not going to do that if that is the case. But that's the case in a lot of these movies, man. Sp space exploration and, 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 and scientific experiments and shit. You know, um, that's their fuck ups. All these fuck ups are man made most of the time you know they're not they don't just just somebody doesn't just pull it out of their ass you know uh maybe literally in a literal sense they do because they just sit around in these fucking laboratories and they just create things you know or they just send these uh these space probes into space not knowing whether they'll make it back or not which was the case in you know if you listen close enough night living dead they said there was a space probe and radiation reflected off and that's how you know the 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 undead came back to life and stuff like that. As far as Dawn of the Dead, it was more so about consumerism, which really, really, I saw that in spades last week. I mean, it wasn't crazy, but, you know, somewhere as small as a dollar store, you know, out in um, Cedarbrook Plaza. Now, all my Philly people know where Cedarbrook Plaza is at, but, you know, something as small as a dollar store out there, it's like people are... My thing is, what did y'all use to clean and sanitize with prior to this shit? 
You know, like people just act like washing their hands and wiping their ass and, uh, you know, sanitizing and cleaning and putting bleach on shit is just a is a whole new thing. So consumerism has been in full effect, man, uh, at least up until it won't be able to because they're you know, they're closing a lot of places down, not necessarily like, um, you know, markets and stuff, but they are closing like movie theaters and gyms and, uh, you know, dine in, dine out type of places. I think it's only, uh, you know, uh, takeout type stuff now. Uh, as far as day of the day goes, that was more so, um, what people are hinting at, you know, martial law and stuff like that. Day of the day was like, you know, aside from the zombies, which was the actual threat, the hysterics drove us into, you know, we were victims of, uh, basically military tyranny, you know, military tyranny versus science. And that was when the military basically like, listen, we're running low on guys. So we don't mind getting rid of y'all because we don't really need y'all the, the military was on some shit where, they didn't, you know, um, rest in peace, shout out to Joe Pilato, who played Captain Rhodes. He was the biggest asshole in any zombie movie ever. But, um, you know, his whole thing was, I don't, I don't want these zombies to do anything but drop over. You know, he wanted to kill them all. And he's like, if y'all aren't ready to be under this type of tyranny for me and my men, then y'all can go too. You know, we'll kill y'all just as fast as we kill the, you know, the zombies out there. And make no mistake, people, uh, military... And and science, I don't think they are the best of friends, like even on uh, the best of terms, because they just, you know, they have to they, they they clash, you know, they clash too much. It's a lot of ego. One probably feels like this. They're smart. They're more smarts involved in the other branch and stuff like that. It's yo, man, I'm telling you all this. All this stuff is is pretty relevant, man. And that's just a, one of the reasons I got to give another big rest in peace shout out to George A. Romero, man. He was definitely ahead of the curve with his themes. And a lot of people, you know, they weren't ready for that kind of shit. But now to wrap up his quadrilogy with Land of the Dead, this was this was, I think now this this is kind of like a coronavirus thing, so to speak. But this is more so. I feel like this was George A. Romero predicting uh, Trump's presidency because Dennis Hopper playing, you know, Kaufman. What's the difference? What's the big fucking difference? You know, um, a, a, a racist bigot of a person, you know, just in this tall structure, which was, you know, let's just say the White House was um, Fiddler's Green, basically. Let's say Fiddler's Green was Washington, D.C. Land of the Dead was basically upper versus lower class. Everybody is sanctioned off on the outskirts of town, basically in the fucking hood. You know, they basically had the hood and they built Fiddler's Green for the upper class, for the rich and for the wealthy. And, you know, you had goons like John Lake was almost character who was carrying out Kaufman's dirty work. And he was doing everything, you know, quote unquote, serving massa. But he couldn't even buy himself a room in Fiddler's Green. Like, that's the type of... That's the type of tyrant, you know, the type of bigot that um, Dennis Hopper's character was. And it's all I'm telling y'all, man, it's all it's all relevant, whether it be, uh, you know, the pandemic shit, the epidemic shit, whether it be uh, the political aspects. Y'all know I don't get too much into politics, but the undertones and all those movies, man, are definitely they're definitely way ahead of their time. So they they deserved um, they deserved a mention in this episode. Uh, much like the Return of Living Dead series, I now I only will talk about briefly the first three because they really are the only Return of Living Dead movies that count. You know, fuck Part Four and fuck Part Five. If anybody didn't know, you know, I barely, I barely almost made it through my commentary for Return of Living Dead Four. Uh, fuck that movie. Uh, 
just fuck that movie. But, you know, Return of Living Dead was, you know, how James Cameron, James Cameron, James Karen, uh, basically said in, in the beginning of the movie, he says, uh, you know, typical army fuck up. And that's basically what it is. You know, transportation orders got crossed and uh, the, the you need a medical supply warehouse ended up with the trioxin barrels. And lo and behold, you know, um, James Cameron and Tom Matthews go in the basement and James Cameron slaps the side of that tank. And, you know, out comes the trioxin gas and it, you know, it gets people sick. It brings the dead back to life. Of course, at the end, there was a barricade containment final solution type of ending you know the government the military basically is oh wait we've been looking for these where'd you say they were at oh okay and what are your coordinates what part of what part of kentucky are you in or what part of the world are you in okay how many of how many of the uh, how many of y'all are there left type shit you know uh how many zombies did you say okay then they send in orders you know to another branch just to send a fucking nuclear missile right into that area and that's basically what they did like that ending let me tell y'all something, man. As far as that ending with uh, the first Return of Living Dead, that ending messed me up so bad as a kid that I used to make excuses up in my head, uh, you know, as to why everybody survived the, the blast, you know, and, and I don't know. Maybe that Revenge of the Living Dead comic will go further into that. But uh, Return of Living Dead 2, it was, you know, it was more military cover up, uh, more military negligence and stuff like that. Uh, only differences at the end of return living dead 2 now see the military didn't have a, a as much as a handle on things they tried but a lot of them got eaten you know we saw a lot of them get eaten on screen well two of them off screen one of them on screen um but you did see the the survivors not infected or anything they were trying to make their way out of town at some point and there was a blockade you know there's barbed wire fence there are military trucks out in the front of the um you know out on the bridge and they lit that shit up they lit the ambulance up that the survivors were in it was like listen containment plan nobody goes in nobody goes out type of shit and that's listen it's all it's all relevant it is very relevant uh it was not too far fetched from the oh the only difference is Return of the Dead 2 they actually came in to clean up the mess you know when they saw that this little kid was responsible for um you know destroying the zombies at the the, the meatpacking plant with all the electricity the military did come in the, you know they came in with their guns and they came in with their flamethrowers and they came in to clean shit up I don't know what type of documents the survivors had to sign after that you know what type of uh you know uh, uh hush money they had to get tossed who knows what the fuck happened at the end of that movie but uh, Return of the Dead 3 was a little different because the military thought they had a handle on things, bringing these zombies back. And they really dove a lot into, you know, what the first Return of the Dead movie hinted at when they when James Cameron says the typical army fuck up, because you see a lot of it. You see it in the opening scenes of the Return of the Dead 3. You know, you see the experimentation go wrong. You see one person gets infected. He infects another person. It, the whole movie is basically a chain reaction of of um, of the undead, basically. And, you know, the military can't they try to get a handle on it. And then at the end, they 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 slip up they fumble and they lose their grip again and then all the zombies go running around in the in the facility you know the guy loses his son he his son you know burns himself up with melinda clark it's it's a mess it gets messy man i think return of living dead 3 gets gets um pretty messy but moving on one of the movies that i 
you know, and I had only saw this movie one time, but I was, you know, while I was thinking of a list of all these, you know, movies with hysterics and, you know, outbreaks and stuff, I was like, you know, I, I saw it like one time, if I'm not once or twice at most, but I told myself, I said, not only was this relevant for the topic, but it took place here, like at the crib, you know, it took place in Philadelphia and that's 12 Monkeys, which came out in 95, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, you know, it had Madeline Stowe, Bruce Willis, uh, Brad Pitt, and it didn't even dawn on me. I'm like, wait, it was in Philadelphia. And it basically, in a nutshell, it had to require time travel to go back and stop a virus that killed 5 billion people. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if 12 Monkeys comes back into play. You know, they, they try to bring the TV show. I've never watched the TV show, by the way. It used to come on sci-fi or something like that. But it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if the TV show comes back out, if the movie starts getting a whole bunch of spins on cable and, and you know, on TV and stuff like that. Because that movie, you know, I feel like that's something right now. If I went back and watched it right now, I would probably be wowed by a lot more than I was the first time around. And that's not to say it was a bad movie. I just don't think I was ready for the shit that they were doing in that film. You know, uh, Brad Pitt isn't even a main character per se in the movie, but he he's a he's a strange guy in that movie, man. His eyes really his eyes really fucking weird. But I feel like it's certain like mysteries and secrets I can uncover if I go back and watch Twelve Monkeys. 28 days later, however, um, yeah, that, uh, that, that's a, that's a bit more vicious than 12 monkeys because, you know, it was an infection in London, wiped out the entire, uh, area of London. I mean, with the exception of, you know, Killian Murphy and, uh, Naomi Harris, it was a whole, it was, it was a couple survivors in that movie. Now I haven't seen 28 days later in like literally in years. It's one of those movies that I get, I got the gist of what was going on, but I always made the mistake of thinking that these things were zombies they weren't they were like the crazies on steroids and just a lot nastier you know you, the infection of course they had fucking monkeys in the laboratory somewhere and i think uh, it was like a scratch or like a, a blood splatter in somebody's eye but the the way people turn into uh you know whatever these infected people were they turned fast like there was there wasn't a lot of time to 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 wait or time to waste when you know, when these people were, were turning and honestly, if something like this happened, this is a little more vicious, man. This isn't, this isn't as vicious as World War Z, but just, I guess it was just the way that the movie was shot and just the, the severity of the infection was insane. It's not like, you know, you got days before, you know, you check out from the virus or you can get treatment. No, nah, this shit is a wrap. And I don't even think there was a cure for it. Maybe I have to go back and watch 28 weeks later, which I've, haven't seen that in years either but uh if i go back and watch those i would have to go back and watch outbreak which uh one of my friends told me last week that she watched it and i was like well did you feel any different uh did you feel differently about it you know watching it now with all of this you know this this shit that's going on in the world and she kind of just had this look on her face and it was just like it, it was a uh, unspoken and i was just like okay yeah i get it but i don't outbreak is a movie that I don't even really remember it, honestly, but I know I had to list it for a reason because it's, it's a, like I said, it's another one of those movies. I think I actually saw it on demand. They just added it on demand. And I'm like, you know, the irony that they would bring all these fucking movies back on demand, you know, all God forbid, you know, we we stop mass hysteria uh, amongst the people. Now, let's just keep pumping out 
you know, uh, viral outbreak movies on demand on Hulu, on Tubi, on Netflix, whatever. But you know what? I'm I'm a part of that problem, too, because here I am, you know, uh, lightheartedly doing a podcast episode about it. So, yeah, I can't, you know, can't contradict myself. But yeah, outbreak uh, that that was a an African monkey that spreaded a virus. And I, I really don't. I remember. Uh, I think Dustin Hoffman was in Outbreak. I want to say Morgan Freeman was in it. I've I really I'm sorry, people, because I really can't remember um, much about this movie uh, except the monkey and maybe two, three cast members or so. But um, it probably is something I will go back and watch because, it, you know, movies like that, especially movies that came out at that time, like in the 90s, we don't get a lot of quality films like that anymore. A lot of smart films, you know, like really intelligent films that make you think that are spot on with the science aspects of it. We need more stuff like that. Um, Cabin Fever is another example. That was 2002. I will never forget that movie. But, you know, flesh-eating virus that, you know, the locals basically tried to get a handle on this shit. That was the different thing about it. Uh, the locals, the rednecks, the backwoods people, they tried to get a handle on the situation. But when the when the police department got involved, that's when it was more of a cover-up thing. That's when it's like, you know, they were phoning, you know, the guy Winston on the radio. and was like, listen, these kids got a, skin, a skin-eating virus and it'll eat you alive. So you shoot them on site. And, you know, they burned all the bodies at the end of that movie, it was very, um, it was very George Romero. It was very Night Living Dead that ended in Cabin Fever. But, um, you know, what can you do? What can they do? They had, they got, they had leather smocks on, leather aprons. Uh, they had gloves and they just built a bonfire to basically roast these humans that had this disease. But then, of course, Ryder Strong's character got away. Why? Because he's fucking Sean from Boy Meets World, man. He's a, he's underrated character actor. But, you know, he made it out and he he ended up in the water. And of course, the virus was spread through the water. We found that out. And then that was cabin fever, too. I didn't even write anything down about that. But it was a pretty, uh, pretty nasty movie, man. Uh, now, Resident, same year, Resident Evil 2002. Uh, whew, man, that's something different right there, yo. Uh, Resident Evil, again, a man-made virus that, you know, the Umbrella Corporation created it just so happened that the guy uh i can't remember his name or the actor's name but it just so happened the guy got got his hands on it and he he knew somebody was going to steal it so he released it into the umbrella corporation and lo and behold we got the fucking zombie apocalypse and as dumb as those movies get just the idea of it is scary you know the 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 virus created in the laboratory they had an antivirus for it uh, the evil Umbrella Corporation. Just the idea is scary of how wild shit can get. Now, luckily, we haven't seen any chimeras. We haven't seen any zombie dogs, any zombies out in the street, which is cool. Like I said, unless you go to Kensington and you're into that kind of thing, we're not going to see no zombies out here. You know, it's just going to be pandemonium. Like I said, that is the word of the day, people. It's either going to be pandemic or pandemonium. Now, these, I think I got three more here. I Am Legend is one of them. And I think this was 2007 that I Am Legend came out with Will Smith, of course. Now, I Am Legend, man, uh, that's a movie I, it had to grow on me because I didn't know what these things were. I didn't know if they were zombies. There are still plot synopsises online that say that these are vampires. They're mutants. I don't know what the hell these things are. I just know I don't like how they look. Now, 
I know the movie. I mean, let me just say something about I Am Legend. Uh, real quick, if I could veer off course, like certain shit, certain effects will take me completely out of a movie, man. But because Will Smith is so great in it and his dog is so great in it and you get Sally Richardson in the beginning and a young Willow Smith, because you had these things in a movie, I give it a pass. But I get taken out of the film every time I see those goddamn monsters because it just it just doesn't. They just don't look real. But anyway, hell with all that. That I Am Legend was a man-made plague, man. And that shit, that got completely out of hand. Because literally, uh, I mean, what Will Smith, he thought he was the last man on Earth. And basically he was, because he didn't run into Alice Braga and that little boy until very later on in the movie. So, you know, he's talking to mannequins around the, you know, it reminds me of, if it was the end of the world, probably how I would be downtown, like just walking downtown somewhere, like probably just losing my shit, going crazy to the point where I would start, you know, talking to mannequins or talking to animals that were, if animals are actually even still left alive and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, it's it's still a man-made plague, wiped people out. You know, people were freaking out. You, you see that opening scene in I Am Legend where he's telling... Uh, the 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 military officer he's like scan her again he's i think he's telling the guy to scan his wife again because it's not coming back and you know if people don't scan correctly then you know they get placed in a quarantine and more than likely they're going to get killed because it's like unless we can figure out this virus then we're not going to quarantine people to keep them alive we're just going to get rid of them i mean at least at least that's what i think but it's just you know who listens to little old me anyway now as i wrap it up with the last two um contagion contagion and that that was a vicious virus i only saw that movie once because that you know i think a lot of people needed to see that movie anyway you know uh way prior to the coronavirus people need to see that movie and one of the things that stood out i can't remember the actress's name but she's saying she's giving like a quick little monologue and she's like you know um 100 or 200 times a day we're touching door handles we're touching elevator buttons we're touching uh you know we're flushing the toilets we're shaking people's hands we're on public transportation we're in our cars and that that blew my mind even back in what 2011 uh contagion came out because it's so true you know hand sanitizer was not invented overnight for the coronavirus people like it's been a thing so why people are just now taking heed to uh sanitizing things and just being clean about shit i, I don't know you know i don't know man you know what i'm saying I, I played in the dirt when i was a kid i also was a kid though but like i feel like if there's any movie people need to watch first that's on this list. It needs to be contagion. And if it's not contagion, it needs to be quarantine. Yes, people, I know Wreck was the original Spanish version of quarantine, and quarantine is the American version. But um I saw quarantine first, so I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. And um quarantine is no joke. You know, uh, the, the the virus happens, it jumps off in a you know in an apartment building, and um immediately almost immediately before the shit has even has a chance to hit the fan the military is involved the cdc is involved that's the center for disease control for those that don't know but when the cdc gets involved shit's kind of serious man now i'm talking physically get involved i'm not talking about what they say in interviews and what they say in their articles i'm talking about when we see this fucking cdc like if i see these niggas uptown and I see the CDC, of, I mean, it'll be downtown before anything. It's a, it's a bigger populated area, I guess. It's busier, you know, it's more establishments down there, monuments and shit like that. But 
once I see the CDC uptown in Philly, yeah, yeah, yep. And I know there are people out there that are like, oh, well, the CDC has to come in for you to think shit's real. And it's like, no, I just I'm just not buying into the shit regardless. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to stay, you know, uh, 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 lighthearted while being kind hearted. I'm trying to stay lively about things. There's shit going on, you know, in my own personal life that I can't allow, you know, uh, a pandemic, epidemic, mass hysteria, any any of this shit that's going on. I can't allow it to, you know, I, I look at it like. First of all, let me let me finish saying something about quarantine real quick. One of the most vicious things about that movie is, you know, they sealed off that entire apartment building. They sealed it off in plastic. These people are literally quarantined. And if you try to get through that plastic, they are giving you wig shots. That is the that is like uh, the military across the street posted up sniper rifles and everything in position, ready to take your ass out if you try to get out of that quarantine. They are not fucking around now. If it gets that real. When we when, when we get wig shots, yeah, yeah, okay, that'll make it real for me. But basically, what I was saying uh, a couple moments ago was that you know I, I I look at it like this, man. Like because all of this is happening, if this is indeed a, a very real thing and it's not a hoax, and um, all of that stuff that we're seeing on the news, that we're reading, you know, if you go on social media, like well, I know when I do, my entire timeline is so depressing you know I, I tried to stay off of it for a few days because it's just like all you see is the coronavirus this the coronavirus that the government this martial law that and my thing is like uh, we we can't and i really don't mean to sound selfish when i say this but i'm saying it because i i have things going on like in my personal life there are things that i still want to do in my personal life there are things that uh i plan to do in my personal life so it's like because of what's happening with this with, with what we're seeing in the media right now am i are we supposed to let me let me not be selfish here let's say are we are we supposed to stop living like are we supposed to just cower in fear because let me tell y'all something, man. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but anthrax, SARS, West Nile, E. coli, Zika, the swine flu, Ebola, uh, even let's take it even further back to when everybody was freaking out over the EMP blast and people were just shopping like fucking maniacs. Y2K. I'm taking y'all back, man. Like, like, there has been so many things that have caused a stir amongst people and fucked us up as people and just had, you know, the aliens. This is probably why the aliens don't really fuck with us like this, because they'll see us running amok, uh, cleaning off shelves and shit, you know, uh, due to a pandemic that everyone's talking about. And the aliens will probably be like, you know what? We're good up here, man. We don't need no parts of what they got going on down there. That is um that's out of our reach. So we're going to stay our ass up on whatever this little uh, safe planet is and be amongst our people. You know, we'll we'll visit them when they get their shit together. And I, that's probably what the aliens really do, man. It's probably why they, they don't come here. But I'm saying there's so many things that have come and go that we thought were going to literally wipe out the entire world, like not the city, not the neighborhood, but the entire world. And. I think it's just crazy, man, like just the hold that the that the media can have on us at times, man. And this is one of those times. This is one of those times. Now, I don't know, maybe something crazy will have to happen for me to say for me to like sit back and say, you know what? Um, 
maybe I shouldn't have been so lighthearted about this whole about this whole issue. You know, maybe I offended some people, but it's like I can't stop being me at at, at any point in my life, people. I can't do it. And this is one of those times where I, I can't, you know, I'm mad that I even something is I mean, I won't even say something as small, but it's like, yeah, it kind of is. But I'm mad I even did something as small as took a couple days off, almost a week off from from podcasting because of what was going on. Like I was just so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. And I had just finished maybe six outlines for some uh for some new episodes, some new content to get out there to people and everything that's going on in the news and online and you know, just in just in the city, just in the U.S. in general, man, like I I don't know, man, it, it just it puts a strain. It put a mental strain on me for some strange reason. And I, I, I can never allow that to happen, man. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying I think people should. Uh, I'm not saying I'm you know, I want people to uh, follow what I'm saying and, and think that is right. No, that's just this is just my personal opinion, as all of these episodes are my personal opinions. But what I do think we need to do is we got to we have to refocus. You know, we got to refocus like I can joke around and, you know, make light of things and, and compare this, you know, the pandemic epidemic hysterics. I can compare them to the movies that are relevant in this case. But I'm talking about like really really getting a handle on shit, man, because I guarantee we've spent we probably spent more time this whole week um, freaking out and stressing out over this coronavirus shit than we have, you know, putting into shit that really deserves that type of energy. You know what I mean? I saw something on Instagram and I really meant to, God damn it, I meant to post it because it was so spot on. And it was like, let this, you know, if we got to get quarantined or we got to, if, if everything's shutting down and they're basically forcing people to stay indoors without actively saying, yo, we're quarantined out this bitch. If this is uh forcing people to stay inside and, you know, stay safe, it was something along the lines that the, the post said, you know, this is a time to work on your craft or, you know, um, to get something done. You know what I'm saying? And this is and I'm mad that I didn't do that for an entire week. So I, I feel like I got to go hard this week, man, because, you know, with everything that's going on, what, what, what if it is? Let's just say knock on wood. Let's just say what if it is some crazy shit that's about to jump off? Like what if it what if the crazy shit hasn't even happened yet? Um, you know, I would hate for something to go down and I'm and I'm not able to live out my dreams or do what I want to do or, you know, put out a hundred uh, fucking podcast episodes for y'all in, in one week, man. I'm just saying we as people have to get a handle on shit. We have to get a hold of ourselves. You know, um, I don't know if I made it any better or worse by mentioning all these movies, but check the movies out. You know, just to, that's my escape for me personally as a movie buff, as a self-proclaimed cinemaniac, as a podcaster, as a writer, as an aspiring, you know, creator, whatever. Um, that's my outlet, man. That's my escape is uh, is movies, man. It's film. So, I, you know, that was one of the reasons why I did this episode in it, because it's maybe some somebody this might inspire somebody to be like, you know what? This is too much, man. Let me let me watch something that's you know, made loosely based on it, but I can have fun with it. Now, I don't know if that, if it works like that, you know, it's almost like reverse psychology because it's like you want to watch a movie about a pandemic when there is a possible pandemic going on. I don't, you know, I don't know. I just have a, I have a different sense of humor, people. It's not, it's not dark per se sense of humor. It's just, it's my sense of humor. I don't know how to, you know, 
how else to put it, people? But uh, you know that that just wraps things up, man. And I, you know, let, I will say this, man. I'll say this in closing. I I really do hope everybody's okay. Anybody that's been affected by this, anybody that um that knows somebody that's been affected by this, excuse me. Um, any you know, any parts of the world where it's really fucked up over this whole coronavirus uh i i really do hope that every everybody gets it together and i hope everybody's okay in the end you know because it it you know it the crazy thing is it takes for shit to hit the fan for just human beings in general to realize yo we we all need each other at the end of the day you know and i i, I would hate for us to realize this when people start turning into zombies or uh liquor creatures from resident evil or some shit like that man i just you know I, I hope i hope it all works out for the better man for the better i don't want the martial law and all that shit uh i, I do i want the i want the nba back now fast nine listen if if i can talk my shit real quick before i close out fast nine and the nba were just like that was a shot to the heart for me you know um if i can get one of those back i need the nba back i know fast nine is gonna be great but the nba the, the season suspended and my lakers have been having one of the greatest seasons ever in like the last six seven years i need that back man i need that back but in the meantime people if i haven't lost any listeners supporters uh due to this uh you know hysterics and horror episode then, you know, if I haven't lost y'all as supporters, man, much love to y'all. And y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public and Anchor. Listen, man, it'd be nice to get me on iHeartRadio or something if that is available. If, if my podcast is even available to be on iHeartRadio, it'd be nice, you know, uh, during this this time of crisis, it would be awesome to have another platform or two or three or several you know whatever but shout out to anchor anyway uh follow me on facebook and instagram romero tutor follow the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs it's been kind of not too much of a wild ride in there but i see people people still have a sense of humor you know they're posting little memes and shit about uh you know about everything that's going on and personally i don't take them down because i'd rather we laugh right now man i'd rather we find the joy in um in in all the pain and the 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 suffering and the bad shit that's going on in the world so big shout out to the maniacs man and it's maniac monday so um you know come one come on man if y'all haven't joined the group yet y'all are more than welcome to join the group uh big shout out to the two the reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters i kind of set myself back man i'm still you know i'm still pushing the 700 climb man but i'm getting there i'm getting there i, I see the little listens i think it was two this morning or one last night and one this morning. I see the little listens, man. I see the spins and love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And like I said, man, it's one of the reasons I had to put a disclaimer up in the beginning because I really, you know, not trying to offend anybody, but y'all know I do these episodes very much unfiltered, man. Uh, and whether I done had a couple drinks in me when I do the episode, whether I have it and I'm completely sober, y'all are going to get the rawness, the realness from me, uh, 100%, man. I, I don't know how to sugarcoat anything. So I just figured I'd make light of the situation and just talk about some movies that were just, you guys get the idea, man. But that being said, people, yours truly Romero Tudor, another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.